Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. As always, I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we have a bit of a unique episode for you because I am the only one who was able to record on this day. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, generational differences. So something that's been on my heart and in conversations a lot recently has been about the differences in generations and how uh, we should look at those and how we can uh, do it better, I guess, as we are talking about and referring to other generations. So I hope that you guys will stay tuned and join me. Alrighty, well, so a couple of weeks ago, I started to uh, think about some different um, contexts when it comes to uh, reaching millennials and Generation Z, and it kind of brought about a uh, interesting conversation um, between myself and um, a couple of people who are older than me and a couple of people who are younger than me. And um, both of these conversations went very differently when it comes to just about any topic. But I, what I wanted to kind of dive into today is the, uh, first off, I'm, I'm not going to be saying anything that is necessarily profound in nature or that you probably haven't heard before. But what I want to make sure that this episode is, is not, or it should, I should say is not, um, this is not me calling out uh, my generation or like millennials or Generation Z or boomers or Gen X. Like I'm not, I'm not here to try to tell any generation what to do. What I, what I want to do is I really want to talk about just the differences and how uh, as each generation, we can look at those perspectives differently so that we can kind of better understand where a generation might be coming from when it comes to any sort of topic. So I'm, I'm no expert on generations. And so by all means, if I say something that is wrong, please feel free to correct me below in the comments. But so one of the things that I wanted to uh, use as a first example um, and, and it might seem like a pretty crazy one to start with, but it's the, the sex talk, right? Okay. So, um, there was a conversation I had that, uh, with, with some people in, in my generation about the sex talk. And one of us, uh, had had the sex talk several times with his parents, uh, when he was growing up and felt like he could really go to his parents when he was, um, struggling with something or had questions then from my example, I grew up where I only got one singular sex talk from my dad when I was uh, 13 years old. So um, probably what you would call like the middle of the road now. I don't, I don't know when people are currently giving the sex talk. Uh, but um, and then another friend of mine who had never had it. So it's a it's an interesting thing when you think about generations, um, like the older generation, let's talk about. So Gen Xers or even boomers, um, they, I would say on a general scale, a lot of them grew up with that. It's a very private thing that it's, uh, not something that you talk about with your friends. It's not something you talk about with your parents. It's something that you talk about with your spouse. And so as a result of that, it did one of kind of two things. And this is what I think is a very, um, common theme as you, as you look at uh, a lot of these examples that I'm going to give that, uh, you have Gen Xers from, from their parents who didn't give them the sex talk because it was too private. 
they either did one of two things. They thought that that was great and they continued to do that. So they didn't give the talk to their kids or they didn't like how their parents did it. And so they did it another way. And this is not just true for the sex talk. It's true for just about any conversation or parenting style or anything. And, um, so then as a result that that's kind of how my parents were in, in that realm where my mom, uh, didn't have the sex talk at a, at an appropriate time she felt like in her life. And so, or, or at all. Um, and then you have me where I got my, my parents kind of said, well, we'll give them one significant sex talk when they're 13 years old. So I, I have two brothers, as I mentioned in the SIP episode, um, that will be coming on Monday, which I encourage you guys to check out cause it's a good one about siblings, but, um, it's about, uh, but I have two, I have two brothers, one older, one 16 months older than me, Nate. And then Jared is my younger brother. Who's five years younger than I am. And, uh, each of us, when we turned 13, my dad took us on these grand, um, hunting adventures. So for my older brother, Nate, he went to Maine to do a uh, black bear hunt. And then for mine, I, uh, and, and my dad gave us the choice of these and, uh, I, I went to Alaska to do some, um, fishing. So I did halibut and salmon fishing there. And then my little brother, Jared did a turkey hunt in Missouri. Uh, sounds a little underwhelming, but that's what he wanted to do. So, um, first off, I want to say, especially if my dad is listening, I really appreciated that he made it significant for that one, um, one talk that we had, but it was, um, not a, um, it was not something that was recurring. So, you know, in, in today, I think in a lot of the stuff that is being said to parents, uh, is that you need to have, instead of one 100 minute conversation about sex with your kids, it's 101 minute conversation. So it's, and, and I think the reason for that is because of the, um, making sure that there isn't a stigma around uh, it being, um, a topic that is embarrassing or something that you can't talk about with your, uh, with your parents or anybody else, because then you end up with these, um, these kids who are afraid uh, to come to their parents when they're struggling with something. So anyway, I'm kind of diving off into a bit of a rabbit hole, but, um, you get what I mean as far as my generation, at least my brothers and I's experience when it came to the sex talk, but then, um, the, the current generation, I feel like uh, the Gen Zers, I guess there is one more now, probably two. I feel like I'm getting old. And um, it's, it's something where they're asking a lot more questions. We've, we've seen kind of the, the increase of questions about sexuality when it comes to like being gay and being uh, bisexual and trans and all these, uh, regardless of your feelings on those that it has become more of a question in today's Christian society, especially by young people. And so if we aren't, as, as these different generations, when we look at this situation, there are so many different things to consider. So you talk about um, my parents' generation, for example, the Gen X. They grew up in an, in an age, in a generation where there was right and wrong. There was no, mom and dad didn't explain why something was right or wrong. It was just right. Or it was wrong because mom or dad said so. And, and that was okay for, for their generation. And then I feel like millennials might've been a bit of a split in there 
where there were some parents, I remember a lot of things that I'd ask my dad where he would say, it's because I said so. And, and that is okay too. And then now that's not enough for some millennials and a lot of Gen Zers is like, well, what does the Bible say about being, uh, you know, uh, homosexual in the Bible, or what does the uh, what does the Bible say um, about just about any topic? And and the the interesting thing that we're seeing is is that s- some millennials, some uh, Gen X and and Boomers are ill equipped to answer those questions because it was a yes or no. But because all of us are living in the same time where we are starting to ask ourselves why why do we believe the things that we believe? Why do we do the things that we do? And this is the intriguing part to me uh, about all of this is, is that you can look at different contexts, not just in generations, but from different people's perspective to say, what what was it in their story that made um, talking about sex or talking about um right and wrong, whatever it is, what, what is it in their story, uh, in the past has shaped their answer today. And so in the same way that there were, uh, kind of the two paths that I was talking about earlier, where it's, you do the same thing because you believe it was, it was the right way to do it, or you do the complete opposite, or you do something kind of halfway in between is sort of the, the other direction. And so, um, I just want to encourage, especially um, just this cross-generational uh, or multi-generational effort to say that it's not it's not wrong for somebody to have an opinion that was shaped by a uh, a long line of situations and circumstances in their life. For example, there's um, there's like nurses who are who are parents uh, or who are grandparents. And they have a long line of seeing sickness and trauma, depending on what type of nurse they are. And, and they will reflect that whenever somebody close to them is doing something that they're like, well, I saw this in my experience. And so that's, that's something, you know, there's a, there's a portion to consider as well, is that the working situation and um, times, you know, like boomers are the last of, um, the, the kind of great depression era. Some of them remember, um, the, the great depression and how that shaped a lot of things. I, I had a great grandmother who passed away earlier this year, um, was a hundred years old and, and she would tell stories about, um, the times growing up in the, in the great depression and how that was uh, extremely tough and something that we could almost never imagine today. But because of that, she was, so minimalistic with everything that she did after that. And also just was so thankful, overly thankful for things that she got from family members or friends or whatever. So yeah, I I think that it is a very important, um, situation to, to, to consider whenever you are about to have a conversation with somebody who is older or is younger than you. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that one is right. Um, Just like everybody else, I have a long line of circumstances that have happened in my life to where when I answer a question, I am putting forth uh, basically sort of uh, mirroring a long line of circumstances that have made me 
um, answer that question in a, in a certain way. And so I just want to encourage uh, everybody who's listening of any age that uh, take some time whenever you, uh, especially when you find yourself offended, that uh, uh, to take some time and, and step back and say, what is it that uh, is, is making me offended about this part? And especially when it comes between generations that, uh, you know, there's there are a lot of things that are said about uh, millennials as example, just because I've received some of these comments that we're lazy or we can't solve problems and that um, we're, we're anxious and we're depressed. And it's not that those things are untrue, that, that there is a rise in those things, but there are so many factors and not even just generational. I could sit here for hours and tell you about all the different things that I'm sure you know um, go into that, whether it's the time that we live in. I mean, of course, millennials were the first to kind of grow up with the internet. And so that created its own set of problems, but also its own set of benefits. And that, um, instead of having to, to go run across town to talk to a friend, you could do it, uh, over an online, uh, medium of some sort, like a social media network or something like that, which then social media created its own problems. So, just consider those things whenever you are um, having those kinds of conversations. As we uh, kind of wind down this time, um, and I know it's a, a relatively short episode, but um, it's something that I would like to open the door to be able to have some more conversations uh, between generations, because I think that there is so much that younger generations can learn from older generations and the other way around, which I know is a little unconventional, but having older generations learn from younger generations. So there, uh, even though you have, every one of us has a unique situation, we want to say, what can we learn from somebody else? And not just in our own generation um, or our own circumstance, but somebody who, like for me, I grew up kind of in a, in a middle-class family in the woods of, of Colorado with um, not a whole lot of friends around whenever we uh, moved to the house that my parents are currently in. And that created an interesting uh, situation for me. But for somebody who maybe lived in, a, uh, in the same town, but lived in, there's a neighborhood called Jackson Creek, which is a little... Uh, subdivision or a pretty big subdivision now, I guess that, uh, that a lot of the kids would play together. And so if you were to ask us something about our high school experience with friends, it would be completely different because of that. So I, I would just encourage you to, uh, um, take the time, find somebody who's in a different generation than you and just ask them about, uh, like how they grew up and how, um, their, their different experiences in life led to, uh, different choices and how you could be able to learn from that and, and hope that they would ask you the same, uh, to learn about you as well. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I know this is, um, a much bigger topic than, than what I'm making it into this 15 minute podcast, but uh, I really appreciate you guys sticking with me and listening. Uh, if you guys would uh, remember, first off, we have our podcast kit giveaway. If you are somebody who is interested in doing something like what we do here at the Prepare for Impact team, uh, we would love to be able to help you out with that. You can go to any of our social media accounts and you can find our Gleam page that gives you seven different ways to enter. 
and uh, one bonus entry every day we have until November 3rd, or sorry, November 1st, um, is when we will be announcing that winner on social media. Those social medias are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, all of those are at Prepare for Impact. And then um, you can always email us at mobilization at OCI.org. We would love to hear from you. Um, but for now, thank you guys so much again for listening. And we will see you on Monday for that sibling episode of The Sip.